Uh, we had already incredible messages in this series. Uh, if you have not been able to hear it or to watch it, it is on YouTube. Incredible message by Grant about the precious seed, and then from our senior pastor, Ains, about how it all can work with money. But today we're going to go on a different track. And, um, but we do start with a verse that we all heard many times, maybe, in the last weeks. And it's from Genesis 8, verse 22. It says, as long as the earth endures, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, will never cease. That is just a good scripture to get hold of. It will never cease. So that is a universal spiritual law that God has instigated. So it goes not only for us as believers, it goes for all humankind. So that is good to know. Sometimes we are a bit frustrated that believers, unbelievers doing so well in a particular area. But because of this, this law, this spiritual law for all, they can reap very, very well. So obviously in the world at the moment, uh, we try to, to cheat in systems, we try to manipulate systems, and now we, people are right to hack into systems. But you tell you what, you cannot hack into the spiritual law of God. Right. You cannot hack into it. You cannot change it. You cannot manipulate it. It is what it is. This is so beautiful, so good. So we live in a society where many people like to get as much as possible, try to accumulate stuff and more stuff. A couple of days I was in, in um, Kmart and there was a whole cluster of women around a rack of clothing and I was like, Lord, what is happening there? Uh, which is not unusual, of course. But and, and I said, what's going on? I said, she said, don't you know? No, no, I don't. She said, all this clothing is for a dollar. Wow, that was a bargain. We love a bargain in New Zealand. We love specials because, you know, then we really think that we get something special for not so much money, and it's really good for our soul. <laughs> it is. Very good. So... Um, you know, farmers and people who are in agriculture know about this law, and they've been using it all through history, and it has really worked for them. But it is not only for people who are farmers or in agriculture. It, this law applies to us all and in every area of our life. So, I said, you know, with accumulating stuff. You know, I was surprised. Uh, Sometimes we, we knew we were going into lockdown, and I never seen anything like it at Countdown. We are Countdown people. Never seen anything like it at Countdown. We all had to line up, and um, and then there were signs for only five only, only two only, because people were buying up large before the lockdown, because they they need to accumulate lots of those groceries and stuff uh, before we would run out. We'd never really run out, but it was just all in her head. And when they mentioned that on TV, that there was such a rush to groceries and something else I mentioned in a minute, there was such a thing, the next day there were even more people at Countdown because we all thought we had to get our stuff in our pantries. One thing stood out. I never thought it would be that one thing. 
Where does there's a toilet paper? People, what were we thinking? And so they had a limit on toilet paper. I think we all need to accumulate not one pack, but two packs, but some people took trolleys full of toilet paper. I have no idea why. Anyway, it says in Matthew 6, verse 19, it said, Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal it. For where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. So whatever you treasure, you protect, you guard it. I mean, we see these days huge fences of all those new uh, houses that are built. They all want to guard their, their property because it's special. It is their treasure. It is their home. We also seen a lot of uh, uptake of storage units. Have you seen that? Lots of storage units when people think they need to put their thing in storage uh, because they've got so much stuff they can't keep it in their house and so they rent a storage unit. And uh, because, you know, the more we have, the better. Sometimes people are not able to pay for the rent for those storage units. And obviously that comes with a few warnings. And then the storage unit is um, all the stuff that is in it is sold off to pay off. And there are some entrepreneurs that really think they, they're going to get a bargain and they bid on those storage units. And when they open them up, such a disappointment. <laughs> because it's just stuff. There's nothing really of value in there. Anyway, Yalta and me um, were seven years in our marriage. We had a beautiful home, brand new. We had three children. Our house was full of stuff. Can you imagine? And, and in the Netherlands, we bought new, not secondhand. Not all is new. So we had beautiful furniture. Everything was beautiful. Beds, the whole shebang. But we had this marriage vow, which says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be. And we got challenged when we are in the seventh year of our marriage. Because Yalta had a thought when he was 12, and that thought became a destiny. And so we made all preparations to immigrate to New Zealand. And people say, are you going to take all your stuff? You know, stuff. Uh, no, we're not going to take stuff because we haven't got the money, really, to bring it all. And they said, you know, secondhand stuff is really cheap in New Zealand. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not. And then people said, well, why don't you store it for a while? And just in case, if it doesn't work out, then you know that you still got your stuff. No, we were not in case people in that situation. And so we were not able to sell it like we would do in this day and age because it was not a culture in the Netherlands at that time. Nobody would buy secondhand stuff. That is just, no. They probably do now. They have learned. <laughs> but we couldn't sell it on the street. 
Well, we have say, but anyway, I don't use that say. You couldn't sell it, you had to give it away. And so we had to give everything, everything away. And we had good stuff, okay? Really beautiful, good stuff. And we gave it all away. And so then we arrived in New Zealand, and we had three children under five and six suitcases. And our first night was spent on the river road here in Hamilton. Did we miss the stuff? At times, later on, we grieved for our stuff. Oh, gosh, I wish I had that. I wish I had that. But it was fine. Because we told ourselves that the, the thing that we treasured the most was with us. Yeah, come on. And Yad and me said, we've got each other and we got our children. That is all what counts. And I know we had a belief about God. We just knew that was the most treasured thing we had. And it was with us. So, this is how it will be whoever stores up things for themselves. Because that is not rich towards God. If we become so selfish to accumulate lots and lots of stuff. So that's when we come to Galatians 6, verse 7 and 9. And we heard this scripture many, many times. So do not be deceived. That's what this says. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows, and whoever sows to please his flesh, and from the flesh he will reap destruction or decay. But whoever sows to please the Spirit will reap eternal life. That is just quite different. So let us not become weary in doing good, for at a proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. You reap what you sow, but you reap in time, not straight away. Did we get all our furniture and all our things? We got plenty of it, okay? We, we have no lack in our house. And sometimes you reap for things that you haven't sown. That happens as well. But every day and every minute, we are sowing through our action and our choices and even our thoughts. Every one in a while, we make big choices like we did. That was a huge choice. But mostly, for all of us, it is just the little choices every day. Those little hard things, the little thoughts that we have. It is those, those little, little wee things all together, and they accumulate, and they will reap a harvest. They will. And it will also reap a character. And people will notice on our character that something is different about us because about the God who's living within us. But if we choose to do our own thing, and although we heard this morning we're not a slave to sin, no, we are not. But we still have this pull. We do have this pull. It's a strong pull to do all our own thing, our fleshy desires, all the things that we like, we think we shouldn't do, but we still do. It is a battle sometimes. Because if I 
choose to lie, and I have, but I, if I keep lying all the time, every day, I will be known as a liar. If I cheat, I have done, and if I keep cheating every day with everything and nothing, people will know that I'm a cheater. They won't trust me. But if I'm patient and I show that I've got patience for others who are going through stuff because I've been there and I showed patience and endurance and I stay with people, I listen to the story, I hear, I hear a lot of stories in my, in my field, a lot of stories. But patience is gold. It's gold. Sometimes we just need patience to stay with people and to stay with God, to stay in our marriages, to stay in church. Be patient. It's just really a good thing. And so we thought about if we, we reap sometimes what we haven't sown. I'm thinking of Caleb and, and um, Joshua. They were with his 10 friends. There were 12 of them. They went to the promised land. They looked at it, and it looked really, really good. Uh, and 10 did not, thought it was good, but not so good to go there, to live there now. But Joshua and Caleb really believed it was the best. It was God's thing, and they were excited, and they wanted to move. But because of those 10, they sowed doubt into the people of Israel, and so in that moment, they decided, no, they couldn't go. They surely couldn't go, really. It was not the best thing for them at all. All these giants and whatever. So what happened? For 40 years, they have to keep wandering around in the, in the desert. Also, Joshua and Caleb. But that is not where the story ends. Because God is gracious, and, God, and you always reap what you sow. And so Joshua and Caleb were rewarded to go to in the promised land. Marvelous. So faithful is our God. We have been through the years that we've been in New Zealand, and we have lived in many houses, rentals, bought a few. We've been in many, many houses. That's a privilege because we travel around, seems to. Um, the first thing when we arrive to a section or a house, uh, Yalta looks first at the garden. <laughs> Always. Uh, what's in the garden? What can I put in it? Is there room for vegetables? Should I plant a tree? And all of that. I look at the kitchen. Far more. <laughs> Toilets, bathroom, and all of that. So Yalta, over the years, over the many, many years, I don't know how many trees has planted. Fruit trees, orange, everything, plum, you name it, berries, uh, beautiful trees. You say, oh, we like that tree. We haven't done that before. We buy that tree and we plant it. We have planted a multitude of trees and everything. Uh, but other people have reaped the benefits of it. They have. They have. Some years ago, we went to Kiki. We lived in our first home, three quarters of an acre. We had this beautiful dream always, self-supporting, you know, everything in the garden and blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, then we got born again and then everything changes. And God called us to the Eden. 
So we had to leave our beautiful home and section swimming pool, the whole shebang. It was beautiful. So three years ago, we had a look, you know, memory lane. We all do that, memory lane. If you couldn't recognize the section. It looked like, man, there was like an orchard, so many trees and everything. And we say, is, it, is this really that house? Is it really that section? Well, they have been reaping what Yalta has been sowing for all those years. <laughs> so we are torn between living by faith and, and pulled to do our own thing or our own desires, our own agenda. And I think for every believer, we will be forever pulled to those two worlds. It is hard to always sow in the spirit. And it is sometimes so good to sow in the flesh. It feels so good, but it really is not good for us, or for me, or for you. So there is this war and conflict and um, so what, what can it look like when we sow in the flesh? Well, I just th thought up a few, and I think there might quite a few apply to my life. So I thought maybe you can relate to it. So what does it look like living in the flesh? Um, quite often it begins in, in, the, in my mind about critical about self, lying to myself, uh, critical about others, and about God, not trusting him, I hold on to grudges, oh, flip, that's a big thing. Entertaining impure thoughts, we think it's only for men. Well, hello, it's not. We wallow in self-pity. Uh, we like to control and be in control and control others. We speak ill of one another. We gossip, we slander, we envy, we compare, we justify because, you know, we failed to carry out our responsibilities, we have selfish ambitions, we have hidden agendas, and I know it goes on and on and on, but it is true, and we all carry some of it ourselves, if you be honest, some of us get you know, get fits of anger. And maybe keep sowing in the flesh. And it really is destructive to our life. It really produces decay. It doesn't produce life. Yeah. So then you think, well, what does um, sowing in the spirit look like? I thought I'm going to look at it, what it really means to the fruit of the spirit because it's by the fruit we shall know. Yeah, that's right. So here we go, Galatians. You all know this. You all know it, but we are so fluffy about it. But it really, really is the real McCoy. It is the real McCoy how God wants us to be. Galatians 5, verse 22, verse 23. That the fruit of the Spirit is love. Oh, it's just really good. Joy, oh, what a, what, what a precious it is to have that joy in your heart, of that peace that passes all understanding. We must not cheapen it. That is, peace is just, I know so many people who, who say they will nearly die to have peace. 
And some people do die because they haven't got peace. Patience. We talked about that. Kindness. You know, it's, we all can be kind. It's, it's not difficult to be kind. We have to get over ourselves. Goodness. Faithfulness. Wow, faithfulness. So precious when we are faithful. We're faithful to our marriage. We're faithful to our friends. We're faithful to God. We are faithful to our church. Faithfulness is beautiful. God is so faithful to us. Gentleness and self-control. We need a lot of that. Self-control. Because we need it. Because when we lean into our own way, our selfish and our fleshly way, then we need a lot of a good dose of self-control and walk away from it. So the war between the flesh and the spirit is going on, and every genuine believer needs to acknowledge that it's true. Because we are still human beings. We're not God. We are saved. We are delivered. We're not a slave to sin. But in the midst of it, we are still a human being. And so we still face all these things every day. So what do we do? You know, for us to do life better, because that's what Jesus said, I have come for you to have life and life abundantly. And so that's why we need to sow in the Spirit. So that means sowing into God, sowing what God tells us to do, sowing to be led by the Spirit. God, what is your take on it? God, I'm just feeling like this. I'm feeling disappointed. I mean, often in my day, I feel things. I'm frustrated, disappointed, or whatever it's called. I go, I'm a freaking flyer to the toilet, and I go to the toilet and I said, God, I'm just, I'm so disappointed. He said, why? And I tell him why, because blah, blah, blah. I say, and God always said, I'm so glad you came. Yeah. I'm so glad you came. Yeah, because when we are acknowledged, God can just actually help us. He is our helper. Yeah. And sometimes we just want to do it our own way. Oh, no, I'll be all right. No, 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 leave it to me. Just let me be. No, no, we need to not let you be. We need to go into God, to lean into God, to lean into his presence, to ask him for help, to help, because the more we lean into the Holy Spirit, the stronger we become. And that strength helps us to overcome all our earthly and and temporary desires, which really is not going to add to us. It's going to take away from us. It's going to take away from our families. It's going to take away from our marriages. It's going to take away from our church. So that's why we need to be unified. Live in the Spirit. Each day. Each day is a new day. Do we make mistakes? Yes. Is Is this life easy? No. Is it worth it? Yes. Why? Because it has eternal life as a first, but also God helps us in life to do things better. So good. So every one of us has an influence and effect on people. 
as we walk in the Spirit and sow in the Spirit. Keep sowing in the Spirit in your children's life. I mean, we look at our children and you think, oh, Lord, what's happening? I don't know. You probably haven't got one of those, but we have. <laughs> so, Yelth and me, we pray every day. We pray, God, they've got a good deposit of you in their lives, and we're waiting for that harvest to come in due time. We're not giving up. Because it looks like this. No, we believe that God is faithful. And when we sow, that we will be able to reap. And so how are we going to do this? You know, when we got born again, if you are born again, then God planted an incorruptible seed in your life. Incorruptible. Nothing can destroy it. Nothing can take it away. And so that's what you have. That is our treasure. In our earthly vessel, we carry this God that is an incorruptible seed. And if we just, sometimes we underestimate who we carry. If you are a believer today, you carry God himself. Jesus. The seed is the word. The word was with God. The word is God. And the word was made flesh. That's what we carry. We not have to do this life on, the, on our own. We not have to overcome all these uh, challenges that we're facing. Have to overcome it by our own. No, we got a God who loves us. We have a God who believes in us. We have a God who says that we are overcomers. And that Jesus said, "I have already overcome the world." That is the God we carry. It didn't end there. Jesus left, and he said, I need to go away because it's better for you. I'm going to give you a helper, the Holy Spirit. So we got two. So we got every reason to do well and to do better and have this abundant life that God has chosen for us because we are overcomers in him. We are in Christ. We are being crucified with Christ. And we need to tell ourselves again and again and again. You know, there is a point. If we choose to put away the hatred and the bitterness, the malice, whatever it is for you, and embrace God's love. God's God's love is deep and long and wide. God is not surprised with our struggles. But he's so gracious. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you. I'm asking you today, what is in your storehouse? Have you accumulated some stuff that really it would be time that you let it go? What is in your storehouse? What is the one, maybe you need to declutter a wee bit. Maybe you need to get rid of some of those stuff because it's not going to help you. It's not going to add to you. And do I believe in, in counseling and working things through? Yes, I do. That's my work. And I see people just bound up by their past so they cannot reach what God has for them in the future. But you know, there is a way. God is our helper. 
we cannot overcome sin successfully ourselves. We need God and you need a Holy Spirit. It says it created me a clean heart. That's what God said, created me a clean heart. So I want you to go away with this challenge. Have you got any harboring towards of unforgiveness, whatever it is? We're not judging you. We're all in the same boat. But you know, there is a way through it. There is freedom. Where the Holy Spirit is, there is liberty and freedom. So I'll leave you with this. Sow a thought and you will reap an action. Sow an act and you will reap a habit. You will. And sow a habit and you will reap a character. And sow a character, you will reap a destiny. Priceless. And for us who are believers, our destiny is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Beautiful, beautiful promise that we have.